Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Hey, it is Larry Sharp here on an awesome Tuesday afternoon. So happy to be with you this glorious day. I'm here, WYSL, Rochester, New York, on A Free Solution, usually on The Sharp Way, which is my show almost every night, 7 p.m. Eastern. You can check it out at The Sharp Way. But today I'm here with you. And you can reach out to me if you want to. 585-346-3000. You know, some of you, or you might know, that my oldest daughter is heading off to college soon. So I'm a little mushy, worried about my daughter. I'm trying to talk to her and give her some words of wisdom as a father would do. And I was thinking about the time we spent together, movies we watched, things like that. And I started thinking about the movies that I remember from the 80s. And I was talking about, hey, maybe we should watch some of those movies. And with things happening in the media, I was thinking, were there some 80s movies that she might remember? I grew up in the 60s and 70s. So as a a teenager, an older teenager, the 80s was my time to be going to the mall and the movies. If you're old enough, you remember that was a thing that we did back then. So I remember a couple of movies that kind of came to my head. One of them was the movie The Untouchables. Some of you may remember that movie. It had Kevin Costner and uh, De Niro and Sean Connery in it. And it was about Capone and the guy, Elliot Ness, going after the bad guys. And there were some people who were kind of untouchable. That's why they were called untouchables. But that kind of went for both the mob guys and also, in theory, for Elliot Ness. So when they were untouchable, on both sides, what did the enemies do to get them? If you remember the story or if you remember the movie, well, the feds tried to use the accountants and the money counters, right, to get Al Capone. And for many of you who know this, Al Capone didn't go down for murder or robbery. He went down for tax evasion. They went around, got people around him, got them the turn, got Capone. Well, Capone in his way also tried to stop Elliot Ness by literally killing his partners and the people he was working for. Again, hitting the periphery, the side people that he could get trying to get them to get Elliot Ness to stop. Michael Larry, that's just criminal. But I remember another movie that wasn't about criminal. So you may remember this movie, Red Dawn, also an 80s movie. They made a more recent movie, uh, but I'm talking the original from the 80s. And in that movie, they can't get the Wolverines, who in that movie, if you remember that movie, the Russians, Soviets in the 80s invade America and there's a war in America and there's a group of a bunch of people who are trying to fight the Russians. They're called the Wolverines. They're like uh, guerrilla fighters and the Russians can't get them. 
So what did they do? They used one of the guy's fathers to blackmail one of the kids to get these guys. Why do I bring these stories up? Because even though that was the 80s, 30, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, maybe almost, right? But many years ago, even though it was then, even though it was both crime syndicates and war, it hasn't changed. Many people have a lot of opinions about the search warrant for Donald Trump. But mine is different. People are focused on Trump. Was it good? Was it bad? Is he a criminal? Does he have secrets? Does he not? Is it a setup? Are they trying to put him in jail? Eh, maybe all of those things, perhaps. But that's not where my head is. My head is they, they use that and the stuff they're going to get to get Trump's allies, to get the people around him. That's what they're going to do. They're going to grab the people around him. They're going to put somebody in jail or threaten to put somebody in jail and hope they turn on Trump. That's the goal. I don't think they're actually trying to get Trump at all. I don't believe, this year at least, that there'll even be a charge against him. You see already, they're coming after Giuliani. There might be a charge on him. Maybe. But the hope for Democrats in general is to make sure that all of Trump's allies are attacked to make Trump weaker. Now, you might go, Larry, that sounds terrible. I would agree. And can work. It can. It's worked for years. It can work again. The goal right now is to get Trump to announce his run. Why? Why would they want Trump to run? I thought they're scared of Trump. Democrats are not scared of Trump. You might think they are. They're not. They're not at all. They want Trump to announce now. Because if he falls for the trap, takes the bait, and actually announces, you can guarantee Democrats will put Trump on the ballot this year, even though he's not on the ballot this year. And if they do that well, and one thing Democrats are really good at is turning everyone into Trump, if they do that well, they don't have to fix anything. Doesn't matter. We'll just say, hey, if you don't vote blue, then Trump will come and kill you because that's what Trump does. He comes and kills you. So they'll just say that. Democrats will rush out in droves. And sadly, in our system, in our broken two-party system, too often, it's not about whether you get the other side, it's do you get enough of your people to show up? And if they put Trump on the ballot, Democrats will show up in droves. They will forget about Bernie. They'll forget about Biden. They'll forget about it all. That's orange man bad. Got to get rid of him. And they will rush to make this work. This is actually not a bad plan. I know your head might have just exploded. I'm just telling you the truth, right? I'm telling you. The truth, the reality of it is, this is a plan. And you might go, wow, these Democrats are evil for coming up with this plan. No, this is politics as usual. This is how it works. The Democrats are just doing it this time. That's just them. But Republicans would do it too. 
Larry, how do you know that? Republicans would do it too. Because they're doing it to me right now. <laughs> That's how I know. That's how I know they're doing it to me right now. Last week, the decision came down that I've been thrown off the ballot for governor. So now I'm appealing again. I'm back in court again. And if I can't win this time, we'll do a write-in. Doesn't matter. I'm not quitting. But they're doing it again. Instead of Republicans saying, good, let Larry Sharp on the ballot. We'll just have better ideas. We'll have actually plans to solve things. That'll be great. Instead, we'll just throw Larry Sharp off the ballot. So Democrats say, instead of us having actual plans, we'll just encourage Trump to run so we can just use him as the boogeyman, scare people into voting for us. We don't have to have actual plans or fix anything. Then Republicans show up and go, oh, instead of us actually having better plans and trying to fix things and, and communicating well, we'll just throw Larry Show off the ballot. This way he won't come in second and beat us and we'll be happy with our second place finish like we always do. This is politics as usual. This is one of the reasons you see me up here jumping up and down, screaming, upset, running around the state, doing what I can and talking to you in Western New York so you understand this should not be the norm. The norm should be that they do the right thing by you and earn your vote. That's what should happen. That's not happening. And if you lean left, you blame Republicans. Oh, they're evil. They're bad. They destroy everything. I get it. You lean left. If you lean right, what do you do? Oh, Democrats, they're bad. They do terrible stuff. I get it. You lean right. The reality of it is, neither of these parties care about you. And what they want is for you not to vote for them. They want you to vote against the other. That's what they want. Vote against the other. If you hear what either side is saying, the Republicans in New York State are going, Kathy Hochul's bad, vote against her. Oh, no, we don't, I don't have any ideas, but she's bad. And what's Kathy Hochul say? Republicans are Trump and Trump is evil. Vote for me instead. That's what they're saying. And sadly, that keeps working. We have to make a change. We have to make a shift in the way we think and, and how we vote. And what we expect. Is every Democrat and every Republican bad? No, of course not. And whenever I get upset about Republicans, Democrats, I don't mean the voters. I don't mean that. The average Republican, the average Democrat just wants to live their life in the way they think is best, which is good. But the establishment is stabbing us in the back constantly. The establishment is disrespecting us constantly. We have to change this. We've got to step up and turn things around. Am I wrong? Let me know. 585-346-3000. Or you can pop up in a chat in our Facebook page or our YouTube page. A free solution. Larry Sharp, WYSL, Rochester, New York. Back with your calls and the chat after the break.
Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovations should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. Hey, this is Kevin Wilson, host of A Free Solution. You ever need a tool for just one project, but didn't want to spend the cash for something you'd use just once or twice? Well, there's a new tool library in Rochester where you can borrow just the thing you need instead of buying a new one. It's called the Tool Shed from the Southeast Area Coalition, and membership starts at just $25 a year. Use it for home projects or to support your business. Learn more and become a member at seektoolshed.org. That's S-E-A-C toolshed.org. Available in the WISL store at WISL1040.com. Official top quality tees, hoodies, and coffee mugs depicting the colorful WISL logo or the already famous Mount Worstmore line of merch depicting Mount Rushmore style are for worst presidents. Of course, you know who is front and center up on that mountain. WISL official items make perfect gifts, or they're a great way for you to make a personal statement. Locally produced and sold only in the WISL store at WISL1040.com. A free solution on the WYSL stations. Yes, Larry Sharp here on WYSL. A free solution here in Rochester, New York. 585-346-3000 is the number if you want to chat. And if you say, Larry, I like this show. I want to keep listening. Keep watching. You can. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Follow us on A Free Solution YouTube, and also the Facebook page. Absolutely. So I want to grab a call if I could. I'm going to grab Ramon from Atlanta. Ramon, how are you? Yes, sir. I'm doing good, Mary. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Talk to me. Man, first of all, I want to ask, are you going to Liberty Con in Miami? I've been trying to meet you. I've been going to many Libertarian events. I went to the LSC. I've been to a couple YAL events. I haven't seen you. You're the one libertarian that I've yet to meet that I really want to. Oh, I appreciate that. I have been running for a governor, so it has kind of slowed me down <laughs> and my yeah. travel schedule. But yes, I am planning to head there. I am. I am planning to be there. Man, I, I can't wait to see you there. Uh, awesome. That, I actually wanted to ask you about your governor run because I've been following a little bit, you know, and I thought what you did when you were, you know, uh, you had the support of the forward party and the yep. Libertarian Party. I thought that was revolutionary. I thought I thought that was that we need to see more of that. And I thought that's something that we can ride going into the future. But you know, as you you said, you've had so many problems uh, <laughs> yes. with the governorship just appearing on the ballot. I want to know. You know, has has the Libertarian Party, has the Mises Caucus, have they been giving you any resources to leverage? Have they have they been helping you here? Has it been mostly the forward party? What's been kind of the yep. dichotomy there 
with the let help be, that you received in your fight. Yeah, let me tell you. I try to make a lot of coalitions, and some of you might have known, if you're paying attention, that I try to make many coalitions. I try to make coalition with the conservative party. They not only said no, but literally sued me off the ballot. That was the conservative party's answer. I try to make a, a um, some kind of alliance with the Republican party. Didn't even want to talk. Did not even want to have a conversation. It was I bow to them or go away. At least conservatives talk first before they stab me in the back, but they spoke first. Um, I tried to make a coalition with the Unite Party, stab in the back. Green Party, not interested. Not a stab in the back. They were open, not interested. Only the Forward Party was really interested in an alliance. And I wanted them to help get a line here in New York State. And we had a conversation back and forth, but eventually decided it wasn't worth their time and energy. They thought they couldn't get it done. Sadly, they were probably right. So the Forward Party is backing me officially. I was on stage with Andrew Yang at Freedom Fest. They have openly endorsed me. I have a lot of their volunteers, but their money they're putting someplace else. I wish it was coming to me. The money isn't coming to me. So that's all the other parties. When it comes to the local party, the New York State Libertarian Party has done a lot of good work for me. I can't complain. I've tried to you know, get, get them money. They've done their best to give me money. The New York State Libertarian Party, I think, has done its, the best that it could do with the limited resources that we have. The, the National Party has been mediocre at best, to be forward. They are looking at other places. They think other places are more important. And I think they're wrong. New York State is the most important race this year. This is not the most important election of all time. Nope. It's the most important election this year. And the reason is, if we don't get ballot access this year, this will be the first time in 80 years that there has not been an independent governor candidate in New York State. First time in 80 years. And it will be that way for at least a generation. Which means, coming in 2024, there will not be all 50 state ballot access for any independent candidate. If we get on the ballot and we win this thing, meaning we get at least 130,000 votes and we attain, obtain uh, party status, we will be a home for all independent voters. They can come to us. They can help build out our party. They can help make it a stronger, more powerful independent party. So I hope that answers your question. Uh, it did, Larry, and I think you're uh, right on the money, especially in an environment like this where we have a lot of first-past-the-post type of elections yep. and things of that nature. I think you're right on the money. The alliances, especially between the independent parties, is absolutely important. I myself, I haven't seen that type of mindset from many people, and unfortunately many of the people, I'm a libertarian myself, of course, oh, great. haven't seen that type of mindset from many people, you know, around. I think you have the right mindset there. Hopefully, you know, you can get on the ballot, you can be that beacon, and then we can increase the, you know, love the propagation of that mindset throughout not only just the Libertarian Party, yep. but also America. I really appreciate you. 100%. Ramon, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. No problem. All righty. I think Ramon is right. I'm glad he sees it. Sadly, most people don't. They think I'm crazy. And I'm like, our actual enemy isn't the average Republican or the average Democrat or the average voter. Our actual enemy is the establishment. And if we can't make a coalition against the establishment, we can't make change. That's the critical piece. So we need coalitions. I tried doing it on my own. It didn't work. So I got to keep going.
So let me grab another call if I could. I'm going to grab Keith from Rochester. Keith, how are you, sir? Uh, to the New York Conservative Party, uh, hands down, Mr. Larry Sharp should have been allowed on the ballot, period, case closed. Uh, Thank you, my friend. Having said that, I'm concerned, because uh, I just say it this way, that you and Ramon are on the naive side. I think most people uh, are bought and paid for it. You said it's the establishment, but it's the common Joe and Jane who keep the establishment in business. And point. until they break away from that, um, uh, when we say uh, the G word of government, uh, that right there is a group of people. So it's not... Uh, uh, just some uh, esoteric entity up in the air. The government is people. The establishment is people. Uh, yep. I guess uh, if I were to, um, and this is my concern, that people today don't ask the direct hard questions. Ben Franklin said that when asked, uh, well, we have a republic if we can keep it. And that was old Ben's way of saying we need an educated populace. We don't yes. have that today. Well, we don't have journalists. They're uh, activists, uh, mainly on the left. So in closing, how do you uh, get away from naivety and, and being naive and just saying um, we've got to see here that things have really changed in our country. Uh, the worst thing to come into our country was the uh, party system. Uh, our founding yep. fathers said stay away from that. And we had that. Uh, and we uh, ignored them. Yeah, we had that no late, no later than the 1820s, for God's sake. So, uh, for you and Ramon, I- I'm just concerned uh, that uh, you're left dangling in the air there. And uh, the answer again is to have that educated pop- populace that will ask the hard questions. But people don't do that. So you get some uh, character like me, uh, Keith, calling in. I-, I seem to be the regular caller in all these shows, <laughs> along with John the Optimist, as he's known here in Rochester. Uh, yep. John, the other main caller, but um, other than a few birds like us who, who stand and, and hopefully uh, uh, like stand-up guys, to use that vernacular, and ask yep. those hard, direct questions, uh, without that educated populace, uh, I don't know if the Larry Sharps of the world are really going anywhere. Well, these are all valid points. The issue here is I will turn your uh, word of naivete, and I'll say to... Um, I'll call it optimism. And the reason why I'll call it that, Keith, is you're right. The only way for me to get people to make that change is for them to believe that there is hope. People will often say, God, how bad does it have to get until people wake up? The reality of it is there's no level of badness. We will just fall into more and more despair. It's called learned helplessness. For any type of revolution, rebellion, change, shift, there has to be two things. It has to be bad and we have to see hope. Both of those things. So I know it's getting bad. Keith, you and I both know that's true. I'm trying to show enough hope with enough transparency that people will begin to believe in me. And I think it is working. It's slow. There's no doubt. I think the idea that Yang is even out there while not doing as good as I'd like him to do, not saying the things exactly that I want him to say. However, the fact that he's out there shows it is growing. He is more popular than I am, and people are paying attention. They're looking at this third-party thing, this third-way thing. If you were to go back four to eight years, no way. No one's paying attention. Now at least they're hearing us. I think we are making a movement. And to this point, do I believe that I'm the guy to save the world. 
Keith, no, I don't. Do I believe I can be one of the guys who sets it up to be saved? Yeah, I do believe that. And I think that's the road I'm on. I think I'm the road on the road that will get set somebody up to save this system. That's what I'm trying to achieve. And maybe that's naive and maybe it's optimistic, but that's where my head is. Does that at least make sense to you, Keith? Sure, it does. I just hope, uh, uh, I think uh, politely, uh, all, all of you, not just you, sir, you're, you're running out of time. I do believe things are going to have to get much worse. People are going to have to really be pushed to seeing that uh, their uh, vested interests uh, are not being met now, but uh, human nature-wise, uh, things will probably have to melt down. And then, and then maybe, like the little Dutch boy, you can uh, rush in with your multi-fingers and uh, block <laughs> up the, uh, the holes in the dike. But uh, until that comes, I, I do believe many people will just squat there and they will let things happen. And only with that true meltdown, maybe then the Larry Sharps of the world will come forward and have their day. Well, I hope you're right, and I hope when it happens, they don't go to violence, but they instead come to us. I hope I hope that's what happens. Bye. Keith, thank you so much for the call. All right, so is Ramon right? Is Keith right? Are they both right? Tell me, 585-346-3000. Or, of course, feel free to get into the chat. Larry Sharp, a free solution. WYSL, Rochester, New York, back after the break with your calls and the chat. A free solution on the WYSL stations. Yes, Larry Sharp, back here. WYSL, Rochester, New York, on a free solution. 585-346-3000. So happy to have you here this afternoon. Now, before the break, we were talking about kind of business as usual in both the uh, two parties. Everything from ballot access to coalitions with the forward party to the um, subpoena and uh, not subpoena, I'm sorry, the uh, raid on uh, Trump's house, all those things and good calls. I have a bunch of people who've been putting comments in. I want to grab a couple of these. Hold on. Joel says, if, if Kathy Hochul's team succeeds against Zeldin with felony election charges, will she just be coordinated with no election? Uh, no. First off, I don't know if they're actually going to have felony charges with Zeldin. The odds are if there is a felony charge against anybody, it'll be against someone on his team, if anyone. And for those who don't know what happened, um, Zeldin's team, actually in Republican headquarters, uh, put what they believe to be, ostensibly is, uh, fraudulent signatures to try to get him on the independent party line. That is the charge, or should say the charge. That's the accusation. I'll say that. That's the accusation. So even if that happens, I think Hochul's team will use it just to smear Zeldin to make sure she wins by 30 points instead of 20 points. But even if it were to happen, and even if they were to put charge against Zeldin, he wouldn't be convicted, so he would still be able to run. And to be forward, he should be able to run. If you are not convicted, you are not guilty, and therefore should not be punished unless and if you are convicted. So even if it happened, he would still run. Look, to be forward with you, Joel, Republican establishment in this state already knows Zeldin's going to lose. It's already done deal. The poll's already there. He's like 20 points behind already. And look at how bad this state is. And he's still 20 points behind. Inflation, 
still 20 points behind. Biden, still 20 points behind. This state is almost three to one, Democrat to Republican. The only guy, only person who can beat Kathy Hochul is the guy you're listening to right now or no one. It's no one or the guy you're listening to. But the Republican has no chance. Never did. I'll say it again. The idea of them winning was a lie 20 years ago, 18 years ago, 16 years ago, 14 years ago, 12, 10, 8, 6, 4, 2, and today. Always been a lie. Still is. So, yes. And Chris says, can you run for governor, please? Yes, I am. So, I'm once again suing to get back on the ballot. Out there, the conservatives have thrown me off. So I know you guys who are conservatives may like your conservative party. Your conservative party does not like me and clearly does not like you either. But that's okay. I guess you can take that up with uh, Gerard Kassar, who runs the conservative party. Be mad at him if you like. But I'm not done fighting. But you can write me in no matter what. So that will be there. So yes. Elaine says, I think it's despicable. They can just throw you off the ballot. Yeah. Well, to be forward, as much as I can point my finger at the Republicans in this case, again, in this case, this isn't a Republican-only thing. Democrats do this too, just not in this state. This state is Republicans. So the judges agreed. So our judiciary was like, yeah, throw them off. Who cares? Knowing that in New York State, about half a million people will vote third party, about a quarter million will vote independent candidate. That's a quarter of a million people disenfranchised. There's almost 3 million, I think, um, New Yorkers who are not registered in either party. So now they're disenfranchised, they're disenfranchised also. And judges are like, yeah, that makes total sense. That's totally good. So yes. Anyway, I hope that was uh, helpful. Patty says, die first, then quit. Jesse Ventura's words to live by. Yes, we have a, a saying in the Marine Corps also. Uh, you can sleep when you're dead. So, yep. Agreed. You gotta, you kind of got to keep going. Jess, he's a, um, he's a vet too. I think Navy. I think. It might be Army. I think he's a Navy vet. I'm, I am a Marine, obviously. But I think he's a Navy vet. Not sure. So, yes. Pyro Wren says maybe they're going after everyone that was around Trump last time to scare off anybody with serious political ambitions from helping him in this next run. I think you're right. I think the idea is to try to make Trump as toxic as possible. I do. I think that's true. And I think it could work. Again, I'm not, I'm not judging the ethics of this plan. I'm judging what I think the effectiveness can be. I think this could work. I mean, imagine if it's you, right? You decide, hey, I want to go help Trump run. I want to be a consultant or a volunteer or uh, I want to be a manager or something like that. And then people start saying, hey, Pyro, you know, there might be subpoenas coming out. People are going to be grabbing your cell phone. People are going to, you know, cops are going to come by and stop you in front of your family and seize your phone. Maybe put you in handcuffs and make you do a perp walk. And you start going, you know what? Maybe I don't want to help them now. I got a family. I got a life. I think your point's a valid one. And this is my point always. Think about this. Where are you going to find a jury to put Trump in jail? Now, you could. D.C. maybe. 
certain areas of the country, you probably could. But unless you're going to get a jury in a specific area, maybe Hawaii, there's certain areas you could probably do it that are very anti-Trump. You could find some. Some areas here in New York City, you could find it. But unless you're going to find those specific areas, you're going to find a jury to put Trump in jail? Good luck with that. I mean, maybe you could, but you're really struggling. So your goal will be one of two things. To neuter him to where he isn't powerful anymore, right? And that is their current goal. Or to make him want to plea to anything just to make him a, I'm doing air quotes, criminal, right? If you do that, you've also taken care of him. So I think if you get everyone around him and they turn on him, you can do either of those last two. So I do think your point's a valid one. And I think it can work. Again, this is not that Republicans wouldn't do the same thing. This is how two-party politics works. Absolutely. So I hope that was clear. Um, Chuin says, losing national act ballot access. What an auspicious beginning for the Mises Caucus. Well, it's not lost yet. Let's, let's not assume that to be true yet. It is not true yet. Let's hope that that's un, untrue and that we can still make this thing work. The reality of it is we can either get on the ballot, in which case we'll get tons of votes and we'll be fine. Or we can do a write-in, get 130,000, and still make it happen. So it can work either way. Brian says, a quote, the most successful tyranny is not the one that uses force to assure uniformity, but the one that removes the awareness of other possibilities. That's Alan Bloom. Brian, very well said. And I think we do that. This goes back to what Keith said, though, right? Keith has a very valid point. His point is, look, it's people who are part of the system. If they're not doing the work, the system fails. But if they're doing the work and voting the way they're supposed to vote, the system keeps surviving. He's right. right? I, I agree with him. The issue is at one point, this has to stop. And that means that people have to simply go, no, no. And that's not easy, right? I bring this example up often. And that was the example of Tiananmen Square. For those of you who are old enough, in 1989, the Tiananmen Square in Beijing, China, there was an uprising. And when there was this uprising, it wasn't immediately squashed. And most people thought, oh, it wasn't immediately squashed. What happened? Were the Chinese incompetent? Were they not ready for this? Blah, 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 blah. Whatever the issue was. The issue was they had to bring in foreign troops. They brought in Mongolian troops. Now, why would you care about that? Because they were worried that Han Chinese wouldn't do the dirty work. To Keith's point, they were worried that their own Chinese troops wouldn't take their tanks and run over civilians. They were concerned about that. They went, oh, we'll get Mongolians. They'll do it. And they were kind of right. So that's what they did back in the 80s. So to your point, if people believe there's no other option, no other choice, how can they even think to do something else? This also goes to my point. Hope. If there is no hope, why bother? Missy says, learn helplessness is always insidious. Yes, because it is self-destructive, Missy. You are right. It is self-destructive. And no matter what, we've got to come up to a point to where we decide to say, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to change my mind. And I think the rise of Yang is a positive sign. I think me still being able to keep running is a positive sign. 
I think there is a positive sign. And we maybe can turn this around. Am I right? Wrong. 585-346-3000. Larry Sharp, WYSL, Rochester, New York, on a free solution. Back with your chat and your calls after the break. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals but don't take my word for it they've won the best in rochester eight years in a row and have an a-plus better business bureau rating if your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals give the professionals at simple tech innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182 that's 585-200-3182 simple tech innovations Hey, this is Kevin Wilson, host of A Free Solution. You ever need a tool for just one project, but didn't want to spend the cash for something you'd use just once or twice? Well, there's a new tool library in Rochester where you can borrow just the thing you need instead of buying a new one. It's called the Tool Shed from the Southeast Area Coalition, and membership starts at just $25 a year. Use it for home projects or to support your business. Learn more and become a member at seektoolshed.org. That's S-E-A-C toolshed.org. Hi, Bob Savage here with a boost and good news for business owners and managers. We know it's been tough sledding with government working against you post-pandemic, so we've come up with a low-cost ad package, and for a limited time, once you're a WYSL advertiser, we'll run a bonus that's free, extra schedule for job openings you're trying to fill. We'll feature your business and describe the positions you have open, all at absolutely no charge. At the WYSL stations, we're not just the voice of liberty, we're the small business friend. Call 346-3000 for details. All major credit cards welcome. A free solution on the WYSL stations. Yes, it is Larry Sharp back here on A Free Solution, WYSL Radio, Rochester, New York. So happy to have you here for a couple of minutes this afternoon. I'm going to grab a couple of chats real fast. A couple people are popping up and talking about Jesse Ventura, and I appreciate that. Yes, Jesse was a Navy SEAL. Thank you, Paula. And also, Chuen, I appreciate that. I did think he was an, a sailor. I remember that. Absolutely. Uh, Bill says, if the Republicans had backed you, you'd have won by a mile. Bill, you are correct. The, the Republicans have already thrown $11 million at this election to lose. If they had given me $11 million and given me the Republican line, and I would have the Republican line and Libertarian line, I'd be the next governor. No doubt. 100%. And I would bet anybody $11 million. That's how sure I am, because none of them have any plans. None of them can do anything. And when they have the debate, it will be embarrassing. If you watch the debate, you will want to vomit. It will be that bad. So, yes, thank you, Bill. Maybe because it'll happen. You never know. Maybe uh, Zeldin will get charged and drop out and they'll back me. Um, that's wishful thinking. Anyway, would we'll, we'll be nice. Jimmy says, Lonsberry mentioned the Zeldin petitions and said he doesn't care about it. Or that there's only two parties without competition. I like Bob Lonsberry. I do. I've uh, actually guest hosted his show a couple of times a couple of years ago. 
So I'm, I like his audience. I like him. I think he's an honest guy. He's also a veteran. I think he's a soldier, if I'm not mistaken, an army vet. And he's right. I think most people don't care about the petitions. I don't bring it up that much. I think if you like Zeldin, you'll vote for him, regardless of the petitions or not, I think. I could be wrong. Um, and I think without, with only two parties, there really is no competition. It's just the Democrats. That, that's my biggest concern. So thank you for that. I'm going to grab a call if I could. I have Craig from Clinton. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you, Larry? What's going on, my friend? Oh, just calling. Um, I saw you were talking earlier, first part of the show, about, um, about bodies and about yep. getting your base out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I made this analogy yesterday about Game of Thrones and how they mm-hmm. talk about how wars, it's just bodies, right? If you yep. got more bodies, you're going to win the war. So <laughs> this is my point in New York State is the Democrats have more bodies. You nailed it. They're like, all yep. you got to say is Trump, and they will dogpile on top of all the Republicans this year and suffocate them, and there's no chance of a Republican winning. Well, there's another piece, though, right? The largest chunk is unaffiliated. So if all the unaffiliated vote for the independent candidate, then we win. So you're yeah. right. The problem is the unaffiliated have given up. They've got learned helplessness. They don't show up anymore. And I'll make it even worse. Gun owners don't vote, right? A lot of people don't vote. There is a story that's been told across this state constantly. It is, it doesn't matter if you vote, if you live upstate, New York City runs everything. And the reality of it is, you never get more than about 2 million votes out of New York City. What people don't get out of New York City is, while there are 8 million New York City residents, about one-third are not born in the country. Another one-third aren't born in the city. A lot of them can't vote. So you only get about 2 million votes. There's 12 million eligible voters in New York State, about 10 million registered. We maybe get 6 million, 7 million to vote. So if upstate actually voted, they actually could outvote the city. The problem is they don't. In fact, in certain areas in upstate, one in six people vote. Well, of course you can't win. You're not voting. Yeah, and that's I, you nailed it with the disenfranchised people, with the people that feel like they don't, that they, you know, <clears throat> why bother voting? I was at an event uh, years ago where there was a kid. He was old enough to vote. I call him a mm-hmm. kid. He's like 20 years old. He's right. like, um, oh, yeah, I hate that Cuomo guy. He sucks. He's garbage. Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. I hope he loses. And I'm like, okay, so what are you registered at? He's like, oh, I'm not registered. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> how can you sit here and complain about it then? Yes, absolutely. I just hope he loses. I'm not going to do anything about it. But, you know, I just hope he loses. That's not the best tactic. Yeah, it blew, it blew my mind because people, they'll argue, you know, well, if you, if you vote for him, you're just legitimizing it. And it's like, well, okay, yeah, I guess that's true. And what else are you going to do to stop them? I mean, right. they, they, they get upset when you storm their capital. They don't like that. Yep. So <laughs> That's true. It, they don't like it at all. Maybe, You're right. Yeah, maybe, maybe voting encourages them, but also it's the only avenue you have. And it wouldn't take that much, honestly, if everyone just accepted that they're being played. The left yes. and the right are playing look, you against each other. Let's be clear. Walk away. There, were, there were three groups of people maybe even four that I have directly supported more than anybody else 
not even close in the past six years. One, corrections officers. No one supported corrections officers more than I have. I was the one who talked about their plight. I'm the one who talked about how their, their contract was terrible. I'm the one who's trying to give them respect. And they didn't vote for me. In droves, most of them did not. Not just that. Fathers who've been beat up in family court. I have talked about that forever. I'm the only one who will even bring up any other issues. I'm the only one who brings up family law at all and how broken the court system is. I'm the only one who does that. They didn't vote for me. Gun rights. I'm the only guy who has an actual plan to try to make New York State a shall-issue state and not a may-issue state. The only one with a plan to get the SAFE Act actually repealed. The only one who is openly against red flag laws. Gun owners did not vote for me. So again and again and again, teachers, I'm the only one saying, cut administrators, let teachers teach. Let teachers be more powerful in their own classrooms. Let parents have more control over local schools. I'm the only one saying that. They didn't vote for me. And I've been saying that for five years. If they all got together and voted for me, I'm the next governor. It is that simple. It it is that simple. And that's why the that's why the opposition is simple also, which is you gotta vote for me or else. Or yes. else you're gonna die. Right? Yes. Because because <laughs> that makes and then and then also, you know, you're a loser. Unless you yes. vote for me, you're a loser. And right. that that people seem to care more about that, about being a loser and having the right appearances than they care about actually fixing anything. I hear it all the time. People say, Larry, I can't vote for you. You can't win. Well, how the system works, person who says that, if people vote for me, I do win. So I can <laughs> win, but only if you vote for me. That's how that yeah. works. But I yep. got to go to a second point. The other option is the Republican comes in second. The Republicans have been coming in second for 20 years. There's no change. If Larry Sharp comes in second, it will change how New York State works. And again, if you're listening and saying, Larry, how does that work? The current law in New York State is the Board of Elections is run by the top two parties. The top two parties run it, which means Democrats, Republicans. Well, if I come in second, that means Democrats, Libertarians. Well, there's not enough Libertarians to run the Board of Elections. And... The Republicans wouldn't stand for it anyway. No worries. They will then rewrite the rules. And when they rewrite the rules, they will write in third and independent parties. And when that happens, New York State will become a multi-party democracy overnight. That's what happens if I come in second. So there is a win even if I come in second. We'll be able to build those coalitions. Maybe the conservative party could be an actual party and not a parasite party that it is now. Maybe it could be a real party. Maybe the Green Party could be a real party. Maybe the Parents Party could be a real party. All of these parties could be real and create coalitions to get things done at both the local level and the state level. I think it can be done. So there is a win, even if I come in second. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing, too, that people fail to notice. Um, is, is that right there? People are like, oh, I can't win. Okay, okay, all right. What happens? What happens when the other guy loses? Absolutely yes. nothing. There's nothing. There's there's six different ways that you can win without a win here. I don't know why right. it's so hard to sell it to people. They just want to see a win, and I think they yeah. want to be part of the winning side. Which I don't know. Yep. America was built on being a rebel, and the the revolution is what we need. We don't have a revolution, but we need one right now. That's for sure. We, 
Yes. We do. We do. And, and yes, you're you're 100% correct. Yeah, we're rebels. Come on. That's what we were founded on. Why you want to follow guys that live 200 and 2,000 miles away from you? Think for yourself. Absolutely. 100%. Look, all of our heroes are outlaws and rebels, right? George Washington, rebel. Martin Luther King Jr., rebel. Gandhi, rebel. You, name the guy that you're or gal you're impressed with. She's he or she's a rebel, right? They're all rebels. That's who we yep. love. Craig, thank Lee you so Zeldin. much for the call. I appreciate it, brother. Lee Zeldin, swamp creature. Kathy Hochul, swamp creature. I'm just going to throw <laughs> those in, and I'll be done with that. All right. Thanks. Thank you. I appreciate that. I hope people see me as the rebel. I am trying very much to show you that that's what it has to be about. To the best of our ability, we've got to make it to where localization, individual people are able to live their own life. I don't want to sit here and say, you should live your life this way because I think it's right. I should live my life the way I want because I think it's right. That makes sense. And I should leave you alone and let you live your life as you see fit. That's the key. Thank you so much, guys, for giving me a chunk of your afternoon. I'm very happy that you gave it to me. I will see you all very soon.